everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to this show, the show's all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So, what are we talking about today? Uh, today we're talking about, and this is just more of a catch-up episode, I guess. It's been a long time since I've actually done an episode. Um, actually, even though my last episode came out, I want to say around October 25th, I actually haven't recorded an episode since like October 7th or 8th, something like that, or maybe even be, no, no, before that, I think, uh, geez, I can't remember now. Um, it may have been, it may have been before October. I recorded an episode or October 1st, something like that, because I, I had, I did like all the interview episodes that I did previously, I recorded all within the same time span of within a couple days of each other. And then I went on vacation, uh, you know, had them all scheduled out, released them. And then, yeah, then I just, and then I just released them and I haven't touched podcast recording in a while. I mean, I mean, if you've been following me on Twitter, you know, uh, just, I've been going through a lot of shit. It's work has been insanely busy, insanely busy. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess before we get into that, uh, just want to mention the show is sponsored by legitmtg.com. Legitmtg.com is the place to buy your singles and sealed product out there. And any order over $2 or more is, is, or has free shipping at legitmtg.com. So be sure to check them out. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm. I feel I feel like I'm almost like kind of a noob at this recording thing here. Uh, so what's been going on? Uh, just been a lot of work. Um, I've been really, really, really struggling to even want to record and do something. You know, it's and and it's just you know the same old kind of frustrations and you know self doubt that I've talked about before on the podcast, and I've even had a few episodes talking about you know content creation and you know some of the frustrations of their of being a content creator talking about the other side of content creation you know that a lot of people don't talk about um but i guess before we really dive into that uh let's talk about what's been going on with me so work work has been insanely crazy and busy i've been working a hell of a lot i had to go to texas earlier this month um for my job and now that I'm working more at home more than ever, it's definitely, I mean, it's cool working at home. It's, it's really great. You know, I don't have that morning commute anymore and I don't have that afternoon commute, but it's definitely a shift in my work habits. I feel more, I actually feel more productive than ever being at home because I have that mindset of, I feel like I have to work more while being at home because I feel guilty if I even take five minutes not doing work, if that makes sense. Um, Because, you know, if you work in an office environment, you know there are times where you're talking with your coworkers or, you know, other employees. And there could be times where you spend 30 minutes to an hour just BSing with other people, you know, while still trying to get your work done. But, you know, you're not working that hard right with when you're working at home you don't really have that it's a little lonely actually you you do feel a little lonely after a while and realize 
you know, I don't have anything else really to do but work and be a part of meetings. And no, but I, I'm enjoying it. I, I've started a new position at work and I'm enjoying it a lot. It's a definitely exciting time. And but there's just a lot of hours to put into it. And it's and a, a lot of the extra hours I'm putting in are self-inflicted where I'm kind of doing it to myself, but I know it's stuff that I have to get done. So it's not like I have a boss right now that's dictating that I have to do all this. No, it's my my boss knows that I'm self-sufficient enough to where I'll do what needs to get done. And, you know, I don't have anyone micromanaging me or anything like that. So it, it's nice. It's It's different because I was in management for the past two years and you know, this new job opportunity, I'm back to sort of being a regular worker. And, you know, it's even though it sounds like it's a step down, it's kind of not in in other ways of thinking about it. Um, And it's even though it is stressful, it's actually less stress for me. Um, And I'm really, really excited about it. And it was an offer that I would have been kind of dumb not to take, you know, and, you know, part of that is has to do with financially what or, or with money wise. And there goes my phone, you know, because I forget to put it on silent for this thing. So, you know, you get to hear my little Batman theme song there. Um, but yeah, so like I said, work has been a big thing for me. Um, it's feels like pretty much all I do lately. And, you know, and then I got the the kids. Kids are doing good. Um, you know, it's getting to be Christmas time and I guess by the time this episode comes out, Thanksgiving will have been over. And, you know, to be honest, this is like the first year I'm not even feeling Thanksgiving at all. Um, like I said, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be basically Black Friday and I were doing a sort of Italian style Thanksgiving where we're not even doing a turkey this year. We're instead making pizza, uh, Stromboli's lasagna, spaghetti, stuff like that, because I I just we don't want to go through all the hassle of making a turkey and all the other sides. And, you know, it's just one, it's a lot of work. And two, it's we're just not feeling it like none of us are. My wife and I aren't feeling it. And I don't know. It, it, it's weird because usually by this time of year, I'm super excited about Christmas and I'm, I'm trying hard to be excited about it. I don't know. It's, it's weird because last year, like as soon as November 1st hit, I was super excited about Christmas and now I'm like, eh, I don't, it maybe cause some, I don't know if it's because some of the magic is gone. Maybe because the kids have gotten older, but I don't know. I don't know. But, um, I mean, besides that, it's, you know, I've been playing. I'm still doing my D and D every Friday night. I, I haven't done an F and M. I don't think I've done an F and M since last year, last December. Um, yeah, I think that was the last time I did an F and M or even a paper magic event. Yeah, I haven't done a. I mean, I'm still, and, and that's another thing. It's I'm barely playing Magic now. I, I'm not. I'm not playing Magic Arena anymore. Um, I haven't played it since field of the dead got banned in standard and i completely skipped during the ogo october 
and all that because that's just ridiculous. And I actually tried as of the recording of this. I'm recording it on Saturday, the 23rd. And I did actually try to play some Magic Arena today. And I'm just not feeling it. I don't know. It's I still, you know, my friends and I were at least trying to get together and play EDH at least once a month, at least. And I've been enjoying the hell out of that. It's I have no problem playing magic at all in terms of EDH and I finally got my cube done and I can't wait to start playing that. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out a good way to even discuss my cube on the show and all that stuff. And I, I do want to do another commander deep dive video with, you know, my other EDH decks and either in even other EDH commanders as well too. But it's just going to take time and, I just don't know what my work schedule is going to be like, especially starting next year in 2020. But no, it's not that I'm not into magic. I'm just standard right now. I just do not care about standard right now with all the bannings that are happening in standard. It's like I feel and I've talked with others about this, especially um, others who have played standard for a long time, like I have, because I've basically been playing standard since Innistrad Ravnica. Yeah, because I because I got back into the game when M13 came out, and I didn't play standard until Return to Ravnica or Gatecrash came out. Uh, it's whatever I think it was Gatecrash because that was the set where Boros Reckoner came out and I remember that was my first standard deck um, the Boros Reckoner uh, aggro deck and for the past few years and I know I've talked about this before on other episodes the past few years of standard have been some of the worst seasons of standard with not only the multiple bannings but it's also just I don't know. I've seen a lot of other videos and other people talk about, you know, power creep. And yeah, the power creep definitely is there. And I know there have been arguments before, especially what was it? 2016, 2017, when a lot of the issues were the power creep in terms of creatures are too good and the answers aren't there. Um, I mean, creatures and planeswalkers are getting ridiculous more than ever in this game. And it's without diving too deep into that, it the the amount of bannings there have been has completely shaken my confidence to even want to build a standard deck now, even a, even a budget standard deck, because what's the point? Because I I've been so used to playing tier one, tier two standard decks, and you know that that's when standard decks weren't that expensive and all that stuff here let me go on mtg goldfish right now and let's look at the cost of standard decks actually seems like it's gone down way down now that uh you know pretty much oko is banned but just like jeskai fires right now is almost 400 bucks but you know rakdos aristocrats about 200 but you could get away with not even having to have shock lands and fabled passages and all that if, if you were to Budget in blood crypts and fabled passages to something else like evolving wilds and um you know Rakdos Guildgate or something like that, that the cost of the deck would go way down. Um so I mean standard it has gotten cheaper for sure, but it's also 
I have no faith in the format right now. And, you know, I, even though I haven't played paper standard since about Guilds of Ravnica, because I stopped in December, I don't even think I built a standard deck when Ravnica Legions came out. If I did, I may have played it a few times or see, I don't remember now, but the last deck I remember building in paper standard was Jeskai Control for GP Atlanta last year. And then that was pretty much it. And I think I also had Golgari as well too. But I mean, I mean the last standard that I even enjoyed was war of the spark standard. And since then M 20 standard did not have any fun with it. Throne of Eldraine standard has been fucking miserable throughout the entire thing. Excuse my language, but it's been miserable. It has not been fun at all. And like I, said, I, I know most of my magic playing has been on arena, but with ever since Throne of Eldraine's come out, it's my arena playing time has gone dramatically down. I, I, I don't even log in every day anymore. It's I ha I'd rather do other stuff than play arena. And as far as magic online goes, I sold my collection again and said, peace out. Bye. I, I, I don't even care about magic online anymore because the program's just so terrible. I mean, no matter how many times I try to get back into it and try to invest a little money into it, I can't get over the fact that that is just such a terrible program and it is so boring and it's God awful. Um, and I, I know there's a lot of people out there that disagree with me on that, but I, I can't help it. Every time I try to get into it, it's just so God awful boring. And that really leaves me to only really playing cube and EDH. And those are really the only two formats I enjoy now I, I no longer have my modern decks i took apart my legacy deck and sold all the pieces except for my guys cradles i'm using those in edh decks now i didn't want to get rid of those because those are way too i mean yeah, i could have made a pretty penny selling them but you know i, I know i'll never get them back that's a thing and, and now i'm working on organizing my collection again and selling it all i, I want to get rid of my entire collection except for my edh and cube cards i'm slowly going through i know i did a big chunk of my uh basically you know my commons and commons i sold like sixty thousand cards probably earlier this year and now i probably only have about 30 to forty thousand left and i'm just working on getting rid of that stuff and just going through it and it's just I don't know. I know I'm doing a lot of bitching today. It's just, it's just how I feel. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat things and act like everything's all great and grand and magic because in reality, it's not. I mean, I'm feeling completely burnt out on magic this year. And, and, you know, I, I don't know what really started it. It, it feels like it started during the summertime because I was so pumped for War of the Spark. I loved that set. And I still feel like it's a good set. Um, yeah, there's a crap ton of Planeswalkers. And I know I've talked about, you know, Planeswalker, um, you know, being tired of Planeswalkers, right? Can't think of the word right now. And it's it feels like, you know, this summer, this past summer has just been product after product after product after product 
and they're just shoving it in our faces. And while you're correct, you don't need to buy every single product out there, but that fear of missing out, that fear of missing out on that one card that it's $5 now, and if you don't get it now, it's gonna be $100 next year, and some crap like that, or you know, if you don't buy that product now, you're gonna miss out on getting whatever powerful cards might be in it. You know, we had Modern Horizons, we had M20, we had Commander 2019, right after that Throne of Eldraine, uh, fuck, didn't, what else has come out since Throne of Eldraine? I feel like there's something else that's come out right after that. Um, oh, the Mystery Boosters, which, oh my god, the Mystery Boosters probably, okay, I do have to say the Mystery Boosters is a cool, maybe like Magic Fest product outside of Magic Fest, that it, that was one of the most disappointing products I've ever seen them try to hype up. Um, you know, Mystery Boosters, and now there's by the time this episode comes out, we're already going to know what this magic secret layer thing is. But it's just like all all this infusion of product, they're just shoving down our throats. It's like I can barely keep up with it now. You know, I can almost make the same argument with D&D with the amount of books they've released this year. But at least with D&D, it, it feels different with D&D because yeah, there's been quite a few books that have released this year and I haven't even read all the books yet. Um, I'm still, I still haven't even finished Ghost of Saltmarsh yet, but at least with the books, I don't feel obligated to keep up with it all the time because D&D is its own different beast and you know the campaigns I'm playing in may never ever use anything from those campaign books or source books so you and, and plus the books aren't even that expensive anywhere from 30 to 40 bucks and that's it you get the whole thing and that's years and years worth of playing stuff that you can use um and and like I said I I, I don't know what I'm trying to say here you know a lot of this, I know I've seen other articles, people talking about fear of missing out and all that other stuff. And, you know, I, I honestly feel like there's just too many products being shoved in our face. And it's, I, I have to sort of force myself to slow down and realize, you know, if I'm just, honestly sticking with cube and edh then i don't need to worry about all the all these other products but as i said before that fear of missing out you know there could be those few cards in there that are really good for edh that you are going to miss out on and you don't want to miss out on those cards right um so and it, it's it's honestly exhausting really and it gets to be a little bit too much and yeah that's one of the frustrations of it of just magic right now and it kind of kind of makes me feel like i don't care as much um and i don't know i don't, I don't know what i'm really trying to say here so yeah I, I guess to sort of end things with here it's i'm definitely burnt out on magic and all the products right now and it's it's getting harder and harder to care about what's coming out and it's getting even harder to care like what's going on in magic in general i mean with all this i i try not to even discuss twitter drama on here but with the amount of drama that's just getting thrown in your face daily 
on your Twitter timeline. It's I've had to unfollow so many people where I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, there, this could be a really bad take and all that other stuff, but it's just, I, I can't handle it anymore. I, I just, you get to a point where, and I, I've read a few interesting articles about like social media outrage where you just see outrage after outrage after outrage. And I'm not saying any of these outrages are valid or invalid or, you know, not worthy of being outraged. But when you just see it day after day after day after day, you become numb to it and annoyed by it. And so it's yeah, you could probably definitely see that in my Twitter thing. It, it's sort of social media in general is just. It's dumb, but you know it's it's part of the part of what you got to do for being a content creator. Um, so yeah, I, I guess sort of the main topic here is just really talking about you know I had a uh, had a um what do you call it I, I sort of had a tweet you know, I was sitting in the airport just really thinking about you know next year right and, and this has been on the back of my mind for how am I going to still keep doing this and you know keep doing this podcast and I'm surprised and I, I've said this many times I'm surprised I've even done it this long and I still enjoy doing it um, you know there are times where you know I, I wrote that uh, article earlier this year called the other side of content creation and one of the things that I put in there is familiarity breeds contempt where you do something for so long and you, you know, start hating it at some point. And, you know, just, just like any job, there's going to be good days and bad days. And as you get older, you recognize that. And, you know, you sort of try to think of ways to try to remediate feeling that way and, um, you know, try to make things fresh. And, you know, I was sitting in that airport waiting to board my plane and just, as I said before, this has really been on the forefront of my mind for the past few months of how am I going to keep doing content and still, you know, how am I going to keep doing content at a relatively good pace with knowing my full-time job is going to be, I wouldn't say encompassing my life, but it is going to get to a point where it gets really crazy and I will be working a lot more hours. And, you know, it's I've talked about this before where, you know, you want you want things to obviously succeed. I'm not doing this because I don't want anyone to listen to this. And, you know, I, I had a lot of people when I when I was saying that in my Twitter timeline, I had a lot of people and. I know they meant well, and I do appreciate for what they said. A lot of them say, you know, like, well, you should just be doing the content for yourself, you know, and, you know, just do what you want to do and all that stuff. And, and while I understand where they're coming from, the only person who really made any sense was Jason Alt, um, from the brainstorm brewery. And he basically said, you know, all these people, you know, they're basically being nice enough, but they're saying like the absolute wrong thing where I am creating something. I obviously want people to see it and listen to it and hear it. But when you know, there's really no one out there listening to it, it really starts to take a toll on you. And, you know, I know earlier this year I said I was done. Like I thought I was done and 
I thought I was done doing this because I felt like I'd reach an end because I know the podcast numbers have dipped dramatically since what September. I have to look at the numbers. I think it's been since September of October of last year. And since then it got to a head where in March when I thought I was done or April when I thought I was done where the numbers had gotten so low where I'm like, what's the point of doing this? Because the numbers are this terrible, right? It's, it, it was getting to a point where I know pretty much barely anyone's listening. I'm not getting zero feedback now, even after asking for it. Uh, my YouTube channel, which is gone by the way, I'll, maybe I'll get into that is getting little to nothing you know I, I worked a lot with wizards of the coast and channel fireball last year in 2018 they've completely just gone you know it's and it's not so much that i want preview cards or anything like that um and you know it's uh, oh i want them to you know recognize me and all that stuff it's just sort of you know them giving me little things here and there and all of a sudden it's sort of dried up you're just sort of like what what's going on am i doing something wrong right you, you know you you have those thoughts in the back of your mind where you you haven't changed your approach too much but you realize things are just on a downward spiral and you don't know what's going on what's wrong like what did i do wrong and it's gotten to it got to a point earlier this year where the downloads were so bad it was like, what's if I leave, like no one's going to notice or anything, you know? And so I, I took that little month break, month and a half and came back and, you know, I tried another push and it was, you know, I tried doing all the right things and, you know, talk about whatever I wanted to talk about, interview the people I wanted to interview. And there was a lot of good episodes and it still, still, it didn't really make a difference and you know nothing was really happening and i know a lot of it has to do with the topics i talk about no one and to be honest and just from what i can tell at least in my opinion no one really cares about long-form interviews in the magic community now, I have seen other podcasts out there that interview people, and for the most part, they're within, like, less than an hour, right? And some of them seem, for lack of a better word, a lot of them seem very shallow, right? A, a lot of them don't seem to really dive deep into the person. You know, they'll talk about you know how they got their starting content creation and talk about magic which i get it i'm doing a magic podcast should talk about magic and you know i try to but there's times where there's more to that person than magic and there's more to that person than just um what they are you know you know who, who they are and all that um and i i, I don't know and, you know, I do know there's another podcast that's pretty similar to what the approach that I've done and all that stuff. And it's it's a little frustrating, you know, where you try to push it out there. You you um try to do what you think people would like, but and it gets no no feedback, like basically no one sees it. 
uh, for lack of a better word. And then also, you know, I, I know what people, or at least I have an idea of what people would like to see in here, but you don't have any interest in doing that at all. And that's where it comes to the point of, you know, people saying, well, you got to do what you enjoy and all this stuff. Like, I love fucking magic. I love talking about, you know, Cuban EDH, but you have to do it in sort of a way that people are going to enjoy, you know, and that's, that's the little, you know, harder part. But, um, you know, I was just sitting there and thinking about it where, you know, I look at my past few episodes, the downloads have been absolute shit. It, it, it was almost a little frustrating because I, I released that stupid live, um, podcast where I, I recorded on Twitch opening a case of Throne of Eldraine, right? And I decided, you know, I'm just going to release the audio uh, format of it and put it out there. And, you know, not not even on my regular Friday upload schedule. And I put it in the middle of the week and didn't even tell anybody I was going to do it. And that gets more downloads than my regular release scheduled show. And it's just me bullshitting about Pioneer and opening a case of Throne of Eldraine talking about what cards open up and it got me thinking so it, is this what people want <laughs> like I, I don't get it and you know you see where the where the magic community is sort of going to it's going towards streaming and no matter how many times I've tried to get into streaming I absolutely hate it I cannot stand streaming I get so bored I know I'm not entertaining watching games. I mean, I'm pretty sure people out there don't want to watch me play magic and then get extremely salty because I'm not drawing any fucking lands, right? Or I'm not drawing, you know, a car, a certain card that I need and just yell at the other person of saying, Oh, you're playing mono red. You're so original. Wow. I hope you feel good about yourself. You know, I'm sure they don't want to hear that. Um, so it's, I have no interest in streaming and I know that's where, you know, a lot of the views and downloads are going towards, you know, that's where a lot of the popular, there are so many quote unquote magic content creators out there that are streamers. And, you know, you're seeing them get big numbers or, you know, more recognition from Watsy. And I'm just like, who the hell are you people? I have no idea who you are. Granted, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who have no idea who the hell I am, but you know, I've been doing this for a couple years and I know I've talked about this before. It's, there's just so many people out there. I don't know who anybody is anymore. I really don't. And when I saw the, what was it? The mythic championship, all the discretionary invites and all that stuff. There were so many people on my list. I'm like, who, like, who are you? And some of the invites on that list were sort of like, like, why did they get invited? And all that stuff. There was one. Um, I can't remember his name. It, it, the his his thing, his like whole little bio of the thing, didn't even mention why he like really why he was invited. It just sort of gave a blurb of, you know, he plays magic and this is what he does. And boom. A, at least for all the other people, it made sense as to why they were invited. You know, there's they got mythic or they got mythic qualified or something in arena and you know uh, one of them is a podcaster and all that stuff others are streamers and then i just i remember seeing the one guy i can't i'd have to look up his name just doesn't even mention he's a streamer qualified for anything or you know any kind of content creators just so like oh so they're just inviting random people now or something that that was where i was just like okay that's ridiculous it's just you know whatever um but, you know, you sort of see the flow of where 
you know, Wizards is looking at, you know, they're looking at the streamers and rightly so they should be because that's where a lot more people are going towards, you know, now YouTube is starting to become an old, old hat now and not as many people care about YouTube as much, or at least some of the bigger companies don't seem to care about YouTube as much anymore. Or at least that's the vibe that I'm getting from Wizards of the Coast. It's a, it's all live streaming now and I'm not into that. You know, if I do live stream, I'd rather be, you know, either opening a box of magic cards or just BSing with people, maybe, or do, or doing the 10 Street Hooligans, because I love that shit. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This is just like a major bitch fest, and just a lot of things that have just been going through my mind, trying to understand why I'm doing this as a content creator. I love podcasting. I love doing, I love talking about magic and you doing this. I'm coming up on four years in February or January. And, um, you, you understand, you know, some of the stuff you, I I realized like some of the stuff I've done wrong with the show. And, you know, a lot of times you can't really go and take a lot of that stuff back. And that's a little bit frustrating. And you know that if you probably dedicated more time to networking more and probably trying to schmooze in with the bigger content creators, but that's just really not me. I'll be honest, like most of the big name content creators, I don't really give two craps about, you know? So, and I, I mentioned this in my other side of content creation article where you almost have to feel like you have to fit in with the crowd, right? It's like going back into high school cliques and, you know, and, and that's where a lot of the social media, you know, it's still become the bane of my existence with content creation because you can't, if you say the wrong thing, like you're immediately ostracized and holy shit, is that true? <laughs> Completely in magic Twitter, especially the past few weeks where you say the absolute wrong thing. It's like, boom, you're blacklisted forever and for as as much as people don't want to believe that you can be blacklisted in the content creation community you can and you will all right it's you know i'm not saying there's like some sort of secret hitting cabal and all that stuff but if you really don't follow you know the general narrative it's like boom you're out you're out and you know i don't even really i don't ever talk about my politics or um or any shit like that on my social media because frankly i i don't care to because most of the time you know talk uh, blame this on my privilege or whatever you want to call it because most of the time you're just shouting into nothingness i've always been the type of person where if you want change to happen you need to go and make it happen and not just tell other people saying oh you got to make this happen all right no it's if you want real change to happen do something about it you know it's i i've always been of that mindset i always hate talking in generalities you, you know generalizations i guess where you know someone says a very general statement and there's really no specifics involved and i vote and maybe it's because i take a lot of things literally like you tell me a statement and i'm gonna dissect it literally for what you're saying you know i need i need specifics when when you know 
someone saying something. And that's sort of one of the things that you just don't get in social media, especially on Twitter, when you only have X amount of characters to say something. That's why I never have these discussions on Twitter about politics or, you know, uh, social politics or, um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of stuff like that because it's one it's not a good platform at all because no matter what side of the aisle you're on no matter what you believe in you know someone's going to be out there to tell you you're wrong and there's just no talking with people online because they're just going to dig deeper into believing what they believe in you know whether it's good or bad or it's so i i just don't bother i don't bother anymore i don't care that's why I've been on like a huge unfollow spree because I see all this dumb crap and I'm like, you know what? Just, I, I don't need to see it. I, I don't care to see it. Right. You know, I, I already know there's a lot of shit wrong with this world. Right. And I don't come on here to be constantly reminded of all the bullshit of the world. I come on here to want to see people talk about magic and D and D and video games, essentially. Um, and, you know, other random topics going on. And it's just, and that's pretty much what Magic Twitter has devolved into. It's it's literally, they're angry about every single thing that's happening. And it's just gotten to a point where <laughs> I don't care anymore. I don't care. Just I just don't. Is that my privilege speaking? Yeah, probably. But I just it's hard it's hard to care and as i said earlier before in this episode it's it's really this this burnout of social media outrage where every single day there's people angry about something and you it it takes a toll on you and yeah so um yeah like i said before it's this whole high school click mentality of just magic twitter and just other content creators where you're just like who cares honestly who cares i i don't care <laughs> anymore about any of that and it's you know i shouldn't even be having you know if i really wanted to bring this podcast up to you know maybe back where it was two years ago or something like that where you know i actually was getting feedback and more people listening and all that stuff maybe i shouldn't even be doing an episode like this but you know it, i just got to talk about what's on my mind you know it's I'm a hypocrite or whatever. I'm a terrible person, you know, whatever you want to think. Um, it's just, yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. It's, I, I've come to the realization that, you know, the show, what I do here with Magic Wazubi is never going to get it to where I would love to get it where, you know, I'd love to be sponsored by big names out there and, you know, be able to travel around more and go to more Magic Fest and Grand Prix and, or, you know, Star City events and all that stuff. But I just know it's not going to happen. And a lot of it and a lot of it has to do with who, you know, as well, too. I mean, I'm in Florida, right? There's really nobody here in Florida that it would even help. You know, I, I, I see other people sort of, I feel like they get a leg up because they're closer in Seattle or in California. And that's where a lot of the big magic, you know, content creators are. And it's just like, well, shit, if I had those kind of ties or connections over there, it's like, fuck, I could probably, you know, help myself get up there or whatever, but eh, you know, whatever it is, what it is. And a lot of it now is I just don't have enough time to devote 
like I used to. And I know, and that's one of my fears going into 2020 is I'm just not going to have enough time to devote to this. And the episodes feel like there's going to be less and sparse um, and in between. And, you know, when I do have time, it's I'd rather be doing other things like play video games or watch movies or go out and do stuff. You know, it's and that has been a really hard thing that I am learning in my life is especially this year, you know, when I was a manager earlier this year, and now that I'm doing this new position this year, it's really come to the realization that I do not have enough bandwidth to do all the things I want to do. And it's, it's personally frustrating. You know, it's like if I didn't have to sleep, yeah, I could probably do a lot more, get a lot more stuff done. And it's, it's hard because I almost feel like I have to plan my free time. Like, okay, yeah, I'm going to play video games this day. I'm going to go watch a movie this day. I'm going to record a podcast this day. And now it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with this, you know? And yeah, it, this is just one big long bitch fest and I'm sorry about this, but it's just some of the frustrations I've been feeling. And I don't know if anyone out there is feeling the same, you know, it's sort of, I, 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 I feel like, yeah, I, I don't know anymore what I'm saying. I feel like I've said all I should probably say without diving any deeper and it's probably about it. So yeah, I think we're just going to end it there. I don't know what more to say about this whole topic here. It's, I, I guess to sum things up, it's, you know, I'm still going to keep doing this podcast. I don't know how often I want to do magic related content. I do have plans for more D and D related content, not just RP. Well, it's, I'm going to title it RPG companion stuff, but I do have more plans for that. And I, I feel more excited about doing that. And I still want to do commander deep dives and some cube stuff, but I got to figure out a good way to do that. And even though my YouTube channel is gone, I do still have plans for videos but I'm not ready to announce it yet. Maybe next month, hopefully in December, because I'm working on something um, with someone who shall remain nameless on getting videos out there. So, But the videos are going to be few and far between, and they won't be on my YouTube channel or anything like that. So, well, because I, I deleted my YouTube channel. I just got tired of it because it's like it was literally nothing just nothing like no no one's watching it at all so yeah i guess that that's just my show this is just it feels kind of good actually getting all this out too so thank you uh for the few listeners out there that if i do have any still so thank you for listening to this and you know and just we're just gonna end it there you know have, have a great night all right everybody